This is the Podvig, a weekly podcast containing reflections and encouragement from Holy Scripture, the saints, their lives, and the hymnody of the Holy Orthodox Church for your Podvig, that is, for your spiritual struggle in the war against the passions. And I am Joel Dunn. Let's get to it. This final and much belated installment of the series on God's Divine Energies focuses on the angels. Dr. Nicole Rokos, in her book Time and Despondency, describes the distinction between man's essence and energies in terms of time and eternity. She says, God is not pre-eternal per se. He is eternity, the source from which all eternity flows. As for time, she says, that God is neither temporal nor atemporal, but rather the essence of time, the life-giving form and content of it. Thus, in eternity, we understand God as being, whereas in time, we understand him as action. The Genesis account of creation initially categorizes the whole of creation into basic terms of the heavens and the earth. As noted in the first episode of the series, The creation narrative is written in terms of hierarchy. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water, which in turn covered the land. In the book The Language of Creation, Matthew Pajot describes heaven and earth as two halves of the cosmos that completely encompass reality. In other words, he says, everything in the universe is made from a combination of heavenly and earthly components. Peugeot asserts that in ancient biblical cosmology, raw earth refers to matter without meaning, and pure heaven refers to spiritual meaning without corporeal existence, the combination of which is true knowledge. Thus, according to Peugeot, creation is a manifestation of divine language, which cannot exist as a mere or material fact but which, by its nature, is imbued with divine metaphysical truth. Therefore, Christ is both the Word and the truth. According to St. Gregory Palamas, mankind has and is composed of nous, word, and spirit. Man's nous, word, and spirit are not separate hypostases, but are separate activities of, or energies of the soul. Father John Ramanides explains that the noose refers to this noetic energy that functions in the heart. It is also known as the eye of the soul, the center of man, where true spiritual knowledge is validated. We are terrestrial beings, being made from earth. Therefore we have physical bodies, but we are enlivened with God-breathed souls. Therefore, mankind is made from a unique combination of earth and spirit. We have physical bodies, but we are not primarily earthen. So what about the angels? Psalm 103 says that God made his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Angels are commonly associated with light. According to St. John of Damascus, seeing that they are minds, they are in mental places, and are not circumscribed after the fashion of a body. For they have not a bodily form by nature, 
nor are they tended in three dimensions, but to whatever post they may be assigned, there they are present after the manner of a mind and energy, and cannot be present and energized in various places at the same time. St. John also says that angels are the guardians of the divisions of the earth. They are set over nations and regions, allotted to them by the Creator. They govern all our affairs and bring us succor. Moreover, they are secondary intelligent lights, for they have the power of illumination. Describing the creation of angels, St. John of Damascus says, As the love of God could not find satisfaction in contemplating himself, he wished to spread his goodness even further. And so, God first thought of the angelic heavenly powers, and thought became act carried out by the word and fulfilled by the spirit. He then devised another world, material and visible, and a well-balanced unity between heaven and earth, and that which is between them. While there is no official orthodox dogma on the subject, St. John of Damascus and St. Gregory the Theologian thought that angels were the first created things, because, according to St. John, it was fitting that the mental essence should be the first created, and then that which can be perceived, and finally man himself, in whose being both parts are united. Also, according to St. John, an angel is an intelligent essence in perpetual motion, with free will, incorporeal, ministering to God, having obtained by grace an immortal nature, and the Creator alone knows the form and limitation of its essence. Although they are incorporeal, they subsist in a type of body that is suited to their nature. He says, they exist to praise God and to carry out His divine will. Finally, St. John of Damascus says that angels behold God according to their capacity, and this is their food. But why should we consider the angels? Because we will become like them in the life to come. We will neither hunger nor thirst, nor lack continence, nor die. For our Lord said, They which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world, and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Neither can they die any more, for they are equal unto the angels, and are children of God, being the children of the resurrection. Luke 20, 35-36 The Orthodox Study Bible describes the resurrected body in this way. The spiritual body is not a pale shadow of the material world we know. The opposite is true. The resurrection body is the fulfillment of what God intends for our present body. It is the material fulfilled, not dematerialized. This is why the Church teaches us that monastics, both male and female, live an angelic life. An old orthodox adage says, Christ, the light of angels, angels, the light of monastics, monastics, the light of all men. This is because, as Elder Amphilochios of Patmos says, there is no other manner of purification and sanctification than noetic prayer, this filled paradise with holy people. Elder Paisios of Mount Athos observed that through the ascetic life man becomes in some way immaterial, and even though he does not wash, he shines in his fragrant. This is summed up well by St. Paul in 2 Corinthians 5, 
1 through 4, where he says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If, indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with friends, family, or anyone else you think might benefit from it. You can support the podcast or send me a message through the link that is in the description of this episode. And be sure to check out the new website at thepodvic.ghost.io where you can find the entire podcast library as well as obtain podcast transcripts and written articles. And please join me again next time as we make our sojourn on the Podvig of life.